Hi everybody, I'm Athena and welcome back to Finding Flow podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring women to become the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves that they can possibly be. Join me each week as we talk about all things to do with women's health, nutrition, periods, hormones, mindset and all of that good stuff. If you enjoy the podcast and you find it really helpful, then I would absolutely love for you to support me by leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and also a rating on Spotify. Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm joined by a woman called Hayley and she is a chiropractor and also a health and wellness expert and she is super interested in the mind-body connection and how we all create autonomic or automatic patterns in our brains and we don't even realize it so we end up living in this sort of autopilot mode and we spoke a lot about that today and how you can identify that you have these automatic patterns and how you can overcome them to live you know a more positive and mindful life it was a really great conversation and i really hope you guys enjoy this episode we spoke about mind body connection autonomic stress patterns living on autopilot and learning to live more consciously so let's welcome Haley. so Haley, please could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do sure So I am a wellness coach and a chiropractor, actually. So um, in my chiropractic practice, I work with patients on posture, getting out of pain, like kind of just trying to really improve their wellness. Uh, And then from my wellness coaching side, I help clients unlock their potential, get more energy, change stress patterns. And that was a huge one is changing those patterns um, because it really plays into all of those other pieces as well. So just work with them on changing, limiting changing those patterns and increasing their confidence and trust in themselves too. I love that. That sounds so, so interesting. Are those kind of things that you've always wanted to do? Have you always had an interest in these kind of medical topics or is it something you fell into? I have wanted to be a chiropractor since I was a teenager. So that one's been a really long time one. Um, And then it was actually my work in chiropractic that brought me into this other side with wellness coaching too, um, because I found that most of my patients needed that extra help, right? So they come in for something specific and then the coaching was something that um, they needed along the way to really get to that point in their wellness goals that they wanted to get to. So that's why I've added in this extra side of things, because it's just a more um, in-depth way that people, that some people like really thrive. So um, the, the health and wellness has been something that I've wanted to do for a really, really long time. And then it's just kind of morphed into what it is now. Amazing. I love that. So you've really got like a true passion for it. I mean, there's so many different things that we could talk about in these two different topics and the health and wellness space is absolutely massive, but I really want to get down into like the mind-body connection and autonomic patterns because they are so, so important to the way we function in our daily lives, both physically and mentally. And I'd love to start off with, I guess, just to explain in your own words, what the mind-body connection actually is. Yeah, for sure. So the mind body connection is just vast, like it is huge, (laughs) like, um, especially with 
when it comes to health, there's that aspect of it. But then also that when it comes to just your wellness and trying to be the best version of yourself, it plays into that as well. So basically the mind-body connection is just how integrated every piece of you is. So even if you have some sort of problem, like some sort of pain or something like that going on, there's a portion of that that's related to just like your mind and your brain and the way that you maybe have some sort of patterns that have formed over time that might be leading to this kind of ailment that you're dealing with. Um, and then also in reverse, like when you are healthiest, when you're feeling really well, usually than that, you're having a healthier mind too. You have like a greater chance for confidence and feeling good about yourself, being creative, doing well in work and your relationships. Um, and then it goes the other way as well. So there's not really, it's kind of a chicken or the egg too, <laughs> but that's why working on both mind and body at the same time is a really good way to make sure you are living your greatest potential, you are being healthy, um, and also putting yourself in a position where you can really find yourself, where you can be creative, where you can see what strengths you have, where you can see kind of what you also want to like work on or improve in yourself. Um, and that's why kind of the mind-body connection is a huge buzzword nowadays, right? So because working on, on mindfulness, working on connecting to yourself and being present, is a way that you can strengthen that mind-body connection. Um, so that's a that's just a huge thing to do. Being present is a huge part of that mind-body connection because you need to be aware of how these things are related. Like even if you, for example, wake up and are are having an off day, if you're more present with your body, more present with yourself, then you can have more intuition or be more aware of your intuition on what's going on what do you need to focus on or what do you need to do to kind of change where you're at or you just tune into what you need in that moment because it might be different than maybe what you intended or what you normally do on a day-to-day -day basis so it's all about being present really there's so much information out there about mind-body connection and it can get kind of confusing to actually realize what it is. Do you find that more of your patients neglect mind or body or do you find that it's kind of like a, an imbalance between both when they're coming to you for help? I think it varies quite a bit, but it's definitely more along the lines of there just being an imbalance. You have some people who maybe aren't aware at all of how like their their mind or their thought patterns or like autonomic stress patterns that have formed over time are affecting their body. That one might be more common, uh, but then some people are very much aware of how the two are related, but maybe just don't um, kind of where to start in terms of okay, like, okay, I'm feeling this and I'm aware that I'm also like in this stressful situation or um, have this particular their pattern, but I'm not sure how to change it. So then, then we kind of dive into, into that. Um, and then for, for someone who might not be aware of that connection at all, it's a really cool kind of learning moment to see like, okay, yes, like in chiropractic, maybe they're coming to me for back pain or neck pain, but then also seeing, okay, but you also have this stress pattern because things are 
really crazy for you right now at work. So that's why you're more prone to an injury at this point in time, because you're now more unstable because of this thing that has happened in the past. And now you're being called to that with the stress that you're in right now. So it's a whole kind of like um, pathway that can happen with that. Um, but, but it's really interesting. Um, and then with my coaching clients, I think a lot of them are definitely more like, okay, I see that there's a mind body connection. I want to make some changes. And then that's why they're doing like the coaching work. Um, so there's more awareness on that front. Some keywords that you mentioned there that I wanted to dive a little more into the phrase that you said about autonomic patterns or autonomic stress patterns. And I'd love for you to explain like how they actually come about what's happening in our brain to create these autonomic patterns and I guess actually like what are they to start with and then how are they created yeah for sure so you have these like autonomic stress patterns or you can call them automatic stress patterns um basically because the brain loves being efficient so what I would I guess define an autonomic stress pattern as is just kind of a subconscious automated response to a certain stimuli, whether that's being in a particular situation or it can even be very specific, like a smell or like a color or a kind of like a flashback to a file in your brain, basically, that initiates this uh, physiological response in your body. And that physiological response can vary quite a bit. So it could, it could be something being related to stress or anxiety. So maybe increased heart rate, blood pressure. Um, you might start like having tension in certain areas of your body. Um, and, but then it can also be related to the chemical effect of like emotion too. So it might bring you back to certain automatic emotions um, that maybe made sense a long time ago. Uh, and for whatever reason you're being called back to now. So the way that's formed is basically because there's different areas of your brain. You can, you can divide the brain in so many different ways, <laughs> but the one we're kind of talking about right now is more so how like in the outer part of your brain, your cortex, that's where you can really think logically, have executive function, um, that sort of thing. And then in that middle part of your brain, so just kind of deeper than that is an area called your limbic brain. And that area is definitely more, um, it's less logical. It's based out of emotion. It stores memories, emotions, and your responses to those things. And the purpose of that part of the brain outside of that is more survival, right? So it's not necessarily let's figure out how to thrive as much as we can. It's more so sees, okay, we survived. So that's great. So let's say 10 years ago, there was a stressful event or something happened and you had this stress pattern show up. If you survived, that part of your brain is like, oh, fantastic, that's really good. We don't have time to process this here. Maybe it's because you didn't know how, maybe you're too young, didn't have the tools or there wasn't time or um, you didn't necessarily realize that you had further processing to do on that situation. So you, you didn't get to process that event and you survived. So then that part of your brain is like, let's do that again. <laughs> So then it stores that response into your brain. And then time you're called to that response again in the future, you can do that same thing over and over and over again. Um, now, it's not a bad thing to have some automatic responses, right? Because sometimes it does help you, your brain respond more quickly. It might even be a healthy response. Um, but the trouble that we see is when it is not 
helping you thrive, right? So maybe it is one of those things where it wasn't necessarily a healthy response, but it just worked for that particular moment. But now you find yourself doing it again and again and again. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to kind of noticing things about themselves where like, oh, you know, I always respond to self this way, or I always get really hangry when I'm out um, for a couple hours or like, you know, so, so it can be really small and comical, but then it can also be really debilitating and frustrating to, um, especially once you're in that first stage of noticing that you have a pattern. Um, so that's when you really want to kind of dig in and see how do we change that, which would be the next thing. Does that all make sense? I know I kind of rambled off for a little while there. No, that definitely makes sense. And it really sounds like there are so many different reasons why these patterns can form. And it, it sounds a lot like most of the time we don't really realize that they're forming until it's kind of too late and we're getting symptoms and we're like noticing the negative impacts of these thoughts in our lives. So like, what are some of the long-term effects of living in this sort of chronically stressed or I, well, you, you termed it really well as living on autopilot. So what are some of the long-term effects of living on autopilot? Uh, yeah, I mean, that can be highly variable, to be honest, um, especially if a lot of your like automatic stress patterns are just that, like actual stress patterns. Um, it can really not be great because um, we are meant to be in parasympathetics most of the time. So if you're looking at your autonomic nervous system, you have a further divide between like parasympathetics, which is more your rest and digest and kind of your cells are healing. And you're, you know, it's kind of that downtime part of your nervous system. And then you have your sympathetics, which is more fight or flight. And that's your stress response. So if you have a lot of these automatic patterns that are kind of putting you in that stress response, um, then that's going to be uh, increasing your overall stress hormones in your body. Um, it can lead to a lot of different things depending on the person. I mean, that can be increased heart rate, increased blood pressure. I mean, it, it's not, um, you're not putting your body in a state of healing. You're putting your body in a state of stress. And then that is what leads to a lot of negative things down the line. Um, so, but then also not all automatic patterns are going to put you in that stress state. So it's not like it's a really, really, really scary thing necessarily. I don't like doing that to people, but noticing what stress patterns you do have is definitely an indicator to try and change those and, and being a bit more aware is the first step because then, uh, I mean, sometimes you can simply change those patterns just by being aware of them being more present and then through maybe a different habit that you implement, which does take a little bit of time, but can be really useful. Um, then you can help change that response or in my coaching programs, I do a lot of work with people with different techniques to change them in kind of more quick and effective ways. But, but being present and aware is definitely the first thing that you want to do to change that kind of autopilot. Um, Cause then autopilot in general is something that uh, can at the very least limit your potential, right? So even if you're on autopilot in a way that's not putting you into that stress state, um, you're still not necessarily being present with yourself. And so then you're not gonna know like really what you can be doing new or different as, as you kind of move forward in your life to thrive, to give yourself new opportunities, to really step into who you are and grow as a person. 
I mean, you kind of mentioned there a little bit about what we can do to get out of autopilot, but are there any particular methods or techniques that you use a lot with your clients or that you find your clients respond really well to when it comes to trying to get out of that chronically stressed sort of living day-to-day on autopilot mode? Yeah, for sure. So in my programs, I, I, there's this uh, particular stress reduction technique that I really, really love because it helps to access that limbic part of your brain. So, um, and, and then really change those actual stress patterns. Um, so it can be starting with something that you want to work on now. So whether it's like a pattern that you've noticed, or even if it's just something that's bothering you that you want to change, we kind of work backwards then and see, okay, well, with this thing that we're starting with, why is that there? What emotions are involved? And is it even coming back to a different event or a different moment in the past that you have that similar stress response? So there's a kind of a series of steps that we work through um, to see what's going on there. And then um, we do different breath work and connections to um, different points on your wrist, actually they connect to the different meridians within your body. Um, and then that helps to actually process it. So that's one technique that works really, really well in actual programs. And then there are also ways that you can do it like on your own too. So um, working with someone is really helpful for a lot of people, just makes it, um, you have more accountability. You can use those different types of techniques. Um, it makes it a bit more fast and effective. Um, but even if you just want to work on yourself, then that really, the, the most effective ways that you can do that are meditation, trying to be present. So working on mindfulness and gratitude. And a lot of that comes down to breath work. Breath work and meditation are probably like my biggest go-tos for when people are asking how they can help themselves with these things. I feel like breathe, uh, breath work and meditation are both, they're so like easy to do and they're really easy to implement into your life. Even if you have really limited time or limited equipment and space, you can always do some breath work or a little bit of meditation. And I love that you've mentioned those because they are so accessible to people breathwork is something that I do like I don't have like a set schedule for it I don't literally say right I'm going to do this at this time today but I find that when I am feeling a bit overwhelmed or I'm I can feel the like negative anxious thoughts coming in I just take a few minutes to just do some deep breaths and I find it helps so so much that's amazing. I love that you do that. And I also love your perspective on how it can be so easy to implement into your life. Um, because I think for some people, it's a block, right? They, they either don't like meditation or have a difficult time with implementing breathwork. But if you can make that switch and have that perspective that it can be so easy, it's like awesome <laughs> because it can, it can, it doesn't have to take up a bunch of time. Um, I mean, even like with breathwork, you can, there's, really simple ones, just slow breathing, belly breathing, um, different counts with the breathing that you can just do in the moment. Like, like you said, if you're feeling stressed, feeling anxious or something, taking 20 seconds, 30 seconds and doing a couple little breaths actually will take you into that parasympathetic part of your nervous system. That's how that helps is because it actually changes the way that your nervous system is processing whatever's going on. So, um, and then same with meditation. I think 
Some people love meditation, which is amazing. And some people have more of a difficult time with it. Maybe they feel like they're doing it wrong or just don't know exactly how to get into it. Um, but I would suggest just trying and just even just trying with the very short meditations. Like you can do it for just a couple minutes. Um, like that, that you don't have to sit there for 30 minutes or an hour necessarily when you're starting this practice. You can, you can just meditate for three minutes even. Um, and, and try to really not judge yourself on if you're quote unquote doing it right. Cause it's just a matter of implementing the practice. It's a matter of being there with yourself, learning how to tune into your mind. Right. So there's so many different like guided meditations that you can do even, or just trying to sit silently and like, as thoughts come into your head, like just try and acknowledge them and let them float away see how long it takes for another thought to come in, you know, like, but you can just do these things in really short ways as you're implementing the habit. And then it, you see how useful it is. And you can just use it as a tool as you need throughout the day, because both of them help you be more present as well. And that, like I said, in the beginning is like the really big thing that can help with that mind body connection. Yeah, for sure. Like meditation is, I, I feel like it's something that people are very, not wary about but they're a bit apprehensive because they think that meditation is sitting on the floor in that like you know traditional sort of cross-legged position and saying ohm for like 10 minutes and it doesn't always have to be like that it can be you know you can meditate anywhere it's just wherever you feel like your mind is clearest I guess so it's just finding what works for you I think yeah, for sure. And that just takes trying, right? So try something for a weekend. If you really don't like it, then try something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's literally trial and error. And what works for you might not work for someone else, but it's literally about trying it. We've spoken about so many different things to do with the mind-body connection, autonomic stress patterns, living on autopilot. And I thought it'd be nice to round up the podcast with a bit of a like true or false round. So I've just got five different statements and they're really sort of that we've probably covered some of them in the podcast, but I just like to like round everything up. So I'm going to say the statements and I'd love for you to say true or false. You can go into a bit more detail if you want, or you can just say true or false. It's up to you. Um, but are you ready for the true or false round? <laughs> Yeah, sounds fun. Okay, amazing. So the first one is the mind-body connection is the reason that we have intuition. Oh yeah, for sure. True. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mental health is just as important as physical health. 100% true. Yeah, I love that, definitely. And I feel like more and more people are, are realizing that nowadays as well, which is really good. So yes. the next one is our past traumas and experiences shape how we behave today. Yes. And I am interested by your, I'm just going to dive into that one a little bit too, because I love your wording there. Like it shapes how you are today. Um, and that is a cool thing, right? So somebody, um, uh, this is a quote from somebody else, but basically everything that's happened in your past is what creates your own individual reality in the moment. Because I mean, even you and I sitting here having a conversation right now, like your reality of this conversation is different than my reality of this conversation because my um, responses, my feelings, like all of those are built on my own experiences. And then same is true for you. So that's how everybody is kind of living this world 
a little bit differently. Um, even if you're in the same moment doing the same thing, like it's different for your own personal reality. Um, and, but then I also want to give a little caveat too, because just because you've had a trauma in the past or just because something particular has happened to you or been like happened around you or shaped you in some way does not mean that you need to have the charge from that event as strong as you did in that, in that moment. Um, and that is really important in the work that I do in my coaching and even with chiropractic patients, because if like, if something happens, it will shape who you are, right? Regardless of if you have actually processed it or if you still haven't and it's creating stress in your life still. But what we do want to do is make it so there isn't as much of a stressful charge to whatever had happened, because then that is what's going to help make it so you're not into that kind of automatic stress pattern as much anymore. So yes, everything that happens in your life and everything that you are and that, that you feel and do creates who you are. Um, but it definitely doesn't have to be like a negative thing. It doesn't mean that just because something bad has happened or you've had a stressful moment, doesn't mean that that is going to have to continue being in your life forever. I hope I didn't ramble too much. <laughs> no, definitely not. I love that you said that because um, a lot of the time we can see our like traumas and the things we've been through as negatives and we think of it as oh they negatively impacted my life which they might have done at the time but they don't have to negatively affect your life now they can they can kind of be like positives because you can look back and see how far you've come so you know I love that you went into that detail there so the next one so we've got two more so the next one is more people are living on autopilot now more than ever true or false yes I would have to say true yeah, I mean, it's kind of a tough one. I guess we don't really know the stats, but I definitely think the modern day life, well, I mean, I didn't live in the 1900s, but the modern day life seems to have <laughs> a lot more stresses because there's so much going on. And, you know, we've got like the internet, social media. So I just wanted to get your take on that one. But yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I did think about it for a moment because you're right. I mean, we don't know how things were when we weren't actually alive, but there are, there's just more, right? So it's not necessarily the fault of, any one thing like technology or social media or anything like that, but all of those things that do add up and just make it so we are like our attention is being pulled in a lot of different directions. And um, we're also kind of, it's like snap culture, right? So we're like fighting a little bit of this information, that information being pulled over to this thing at work. And then we're talking to our family or friends at the same time, well, like on our phone. And that makes it much more difficult to be present. So, so that definitely, I think, would mean <laughs> we've got uh, a lot of more difficulty now than maybe 100 years ago. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with you there. So the final true or false is the human brain is more likely to default to negative thought patterns than it is to positive thought patterns. Hmm. That one, I don't know if I have a quick answer for you. I think that we notice the negative ones more prominently in our life, but I think that positive ones are actually more powerful. So while there might be a more default to negative ones, if for some reason that was protective at some point in time, I think when we can change them to the 
those positive automatic patterns, then it's actually more powerful. So I suppose true, but caveat to say that those positive stress patterns um, or, or positive automatic patterns are definitely more powerful in the long run. Yeah, I love that you've explained that. So that rounds up the podcast. Haley, thank you so much for your time today and sharing the knowledge that you have and everything about, you know, mind-body connection, autonomic stress patterns. I, I find it all so, like, it's so, so important. And I really want people who are listening to this to sort of like try and use the information that they've learned today to reflect a bit more on the way they are living their lives and I'm sure that a lot of people listening probably are living on autopilot, but they just don't realize it yet. So thank you so much for sharing, you know, your top tips and everything to do with, you know, living on autopilot. It's been a really interesting conversation. You're so welcome. I've had a blast chatting with you. I love getting into all of this. Um, And if you are out there and thinking like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm doing this myself or I want to work on this particular thing. um, I'm happy to offer all of your listeners a free session with me um, in my coaching programs just to see how it is to work with me and break those patterns so you can actually feel the changes in your life and have that better mind body connection. That's amazing. Thank you for that. I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes and, you know, everything that the listeners need to know so they can head over there if they do want to get in touch with you. Perfect. Sounds good. So that is the end of the episode. If you enjoyed, I would love for you to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you guys in the next episode.